Well, good day to you, my friend, and welcome to the Star City Podcast, where you can always listen in on new conversations and stories with people just like you, sharing their stories about such things as life, family, work, and faith. I'm your host, Brian Smith, and today we have my friend and our special guest here on Star City today, Ishmael Labiosa, who is the media director for Innovative Faith Resources. Ish, welcome, and I want to thank you, friend, for being here with us today. Hello, Brian. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. Well, it's good to hear your voice. Now, you you have been in media, Ish, for most of your professional and ministry life, haven't you? That's correct. That's right. I after Liberty University graduating broadcast journalism degree, I decided to uh, do news for a little while, and God called me out into ministry. Now, your interest in media and communications, did that begin to develop when you were still in high school, or was this a, a major change for you in degree once you started college, like so many college students? I think I had, I think I had four different degree plans in five years, so... <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty much like that. I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to major in. My my mom was a big influence, pushing me to go to Liberty University, and she knew that I liked public speaking. She knew that I liked the spotlight, being on the stage, doing plays and musicals. And so she said, I think you need to get into broadcast. And I said, I don't know. And so I went back and forth with uh, education. I thought maybe I'd be a, a teacher, uh, elementary school teacher. And God made it very evident that uh, media was where I needed to be. And so, yeah, I took a leap of faith, and after a few years there on the mountain in Lynchburg, Virginia, I uh, went to work for the ABC affiliate, uh, 13, News 13, there in Lynchburg, Virginia, and became news reporter. I uh, worked there for five years, and then God called me out of that in the ministry. I had no idea what he was up to uh, while I was there at the news station. I just knew that he had something else in store for me, and man, what a journey it has been. It is really interesting to see uh, at this stage of life, our lives, Ish, when we look back, we can see how God has moved and worked. And sometimes the smallest decisions have led to some of the biggest blessings and opportunities. And in fact, you've almost come a little bit uh, full circle in your connection with Liberty University as the very place and room where I am talking to you this morning is in the television station that uh, Dr. Jerry Falwell used to drive over and do a live Bible study every morning uh, all the way over here in Roanoke from Lynchburg, Virginia. And here we are now, you being a media graduate from Liberty University. Uh, What a great opportunity for us to catch up and talk about this unique venue of ministry, of getting the gospel out that, that for most of the history of the church, it could not have even been imagined or dreamed that we could sit here and have a conversation and someone on the other side of the world join in and listen to us. Now, you're the media director for Innovative Faith Resources, or as a lot of us here in Virginia know, uh, know them as IFR. But tell us exactly what is IFR and, and how does this ministry help others, including churches and other ministry organizations? Yeah, so Innovative Faith Resources is the media arm for the Southern Baptist Convention of Virginia. And this was started um, from the founder of the convention, Doyle Chauncey. He and, and Brandon Pickett, my boss, thought it would be fit to help other ministries beyond the convention. Now, so we're made up of a small media team. We have designers and videographers and other producers who help in any kind of media area you can think of. And we're producing all the different print and online resources that our convention needs here in Virginia. 
But beyond that, we realized that there was a great need for churches, ministries, and nonprofits who are like-minded, like the SBCV, who needed help. You needed help with their logo, with their branding, with their messaging, and um, we're still finding that today. But uh, man, I, I, you know, years ago, I remember going online and looking at church websites, and I thought, good grief, we, we need to help these guys <laughs> with, their, with their messaging online. And, and that's okay, right? Because we all have our gifts and our talents. And so that's where we come in. We come in to say, hey, friend, you continue focusing on ministry. We'll come in and help you with your media and your messaging. And that's what we're doing. We're helping all the churches and ministries uh, communicate what they need to to their audience. And you certainly do a great job at it, my friend. You know, I'm thinking about First Impressions, Dr. Elmer Towns, who you and I know knew of very well, yeah, uh, yeah. there at Liberty University. He uh, was on staff at Thomas Road Baptist Church, and really, along with Dr. Falwell, were the two principal leaders who got Liberty University off the ground that God used. He used to tell us as pastors how important it was to pay attention to the first impression that people have when they drive up on your parking lot. But today in this media age, the first impression that people often have here in America for our churches doesn't come from our campus. It actually comes online, doesn't it, from our website and social media? Absolutely. And, you know, live streaming has become a huge thing. And so, as you know, COVID-19 really changed some things there as well. And Churches came to us asking, how do we live stream? We're not doing it. And uh, so that kept us very busy during the COVID season of getting folks uh, streaming their services online. And so that has also become a gateway for people to, to figure out who is this church? What are they about? And they can see that in the live stream as well. You know, our own church was one of those churches that did not live stream on Sunday morning. And we had a crash course in learning how to do that and <laughs> uh, and then learning how to do it reasonably well where it's yeah. not, not distracting. And after the restrictions with COVID have uh, loosened up, uh, our church has continued with live stream. Have you found that to be true with a lot of the churches that you have worked with that even though now that we're able to come back and worship in person, that many of these churches have continued their live stream? Absolutely. It's almost like the website's a requirement. Now it's almost live streaming as a requirement. Um, and certainly, you know, there have been a lot of churches who have struggled getting that going. Um, but I think it once they've got going, it, it, it's made it easy to kind of communicate what they need to communicate. And honestly, it makes things a little bit easier as far as getting videos out online. Uh, a lot of churches don't have the media team necessary to produce videos and different things. But a live stream provides, if you're live streaming to Facebook and YouTube, um, folks can find your videos there on, online very easily from your last service. And so certainly, you know, if a church is not live streaming today, I would encourage them to if their budget allows. But um, there are other ways around it, too. Uh, I just think that live streaming is a great way to to bring in your audience and show them what your church is about. You know, Ish, I think it is God's way of scattering the gospel through his people. That's one of the purposes of COVID-19 in that there's so many more uh, declarations and proclamations of the good news of Jesus Christ through media now from local churches, just like yours and mine, than there were was before COVID-19. And again, that's, that's just God's mercy and desire that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, Ish, one of the things that IFR does is, is as you've already alluded to, is to tell others 
about kingdom stories of what God is doing through the work and witness of his church and his people, uh, even right here in in our own state convention, uh, as well as what God is doing all over the world. And you've had the opportunity to travel and, and, and record and share some of these stories uh, as it relates to our own partnership of more than 800 local churches right here in our Commonwealth who are members of the Southern Baptist Convention of Virginia. Uh, let's jump into some of the places and people that come to your mind that you've had the privilege and joy in connecting with uh, through your media ministry there with IFR. Would you tell us about some of these friends? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, <clears throat> some of it's kind of a blur now because we've traveled so much, but <laughs> some of the ones that, that stick out uh, was a trip to Zambia, Africa. I had never, uh, well, even before this job, Brian, I had never really traveled that much outside of the East Coast of, of America. And so uh, to be able to go on a trip like Zambia, Africa, was actually a big step for me. And it was a little terrifying, to be honest with you. I wasn't sure what I was up against. Uh, it's also important to note that I'm a meat potatoes kind of guy. <laughs> and so when it comes to, to fancy eating, well, that's, just, that's not Ishmael. And so, um, you know, there were a lot of concerns that I had. And so um, God had to do a new work in me to relax and trust him in these travels. And so, yeah, we went to Zambia about eight years ago now to, to focus on a story about a local uh, pastor who was called uh, out of Deerfield Baptist Church in Stanton, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, to go be a missionary in Zambia. And so we were highlighting how this SBCV church uh, sent this pastor out and, and how he's doing. And um, it was amazing to see uh, how much ministry he had built uh, in the short time that he was there and how the people, the Nkoyan people there in Zambia, uh, were eager to learn more and more about this Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And um, also, one of the most amazing things I think I've ever seen is Mike Smith was helping to translate for the first time the Bible into the Nkoyan language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was actually there to witness history of, of people spending hours each day translating the Holy Bible into the Nkoyan language. It was so neat to see, amazing to see. Um, and I mentioned to you the, the meat potatoes guy that I am. Um, they had something that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, they had something called Enshima. Uh, and basically, that was kind of like a, a cornmeal uh, kind of. Uh, it looked like a big baked potato slapped on a plate, uh, but it was mm-hmm. barely cooked. They called it nshima. You would pinch off uh, this nshima, and you would grab uh, broccoli or some other kind of vegetable and eat it together with it. And it was so heavy uh, of a meal. But these folks actually, that was kind of like they would eat one time a day. And it would be so heavy that it would just take care of all the meals the rest of today. I thought that was kind of funny. You know, Mike came out of our church, um, Ish. I don't know if you know that yeah. or not. And it I was did, yeah. one of our one of our connect groups called the Berean Class actually funded uh, the translation for the New Testament into the Akoyan language, and uh, yeah. it was out of partnership with First Roanoke that that project was paid for and and finished, I might add, uh, while Mike was still serving overseas uh, there in Zambia. Wow. Praise God for that, bro. That is so cool. It was so cool to see in person that taking place. So thank you to your church for making that happen. 
Praise God. It was it was a neat story, and, and I had the opportunity while Mike was still there to travel and minister with him for a week, and I saw the, the hut, the little house uh, yeah, that they yeah. were using, uh, that the two uh, translators were using to put the New Testament into uh, the Koine language, and um, just just such a wonderful, wonderful um, blessing to be a part of and to realize that long after you and I are gone, uh, there'll be people until Jesus comes reading the New Testament in their own language uh, through that uh, that offering right. and that uh, that mission effort. Uh, well, Ish, what a wonderful story of God's grace uh, at work in others' lives right here, going all the way to the other side of the world. Uh, let me ask you one more question before we wrap things up. Of all the people that you have met, either here at home, here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, are in America or overseas. Uh, I know there's just a blur of so many faces and so many stories of those that you've had the chance to uh, meet, minister to, and with around the world. Uh, is there so- someone else, another story that you'd like to share with us that stands out in your heart today b- before we wrap things up? Absolutely. I One of my favorite visits was going to Nepal in 2015, you might remember there was a 7.9 magnitude earthquake that struck that country. Uh, it was the first major earthquake within 90 years, and it killed 9,000 people. Mm. It, it destroyed and, and demolished um, 600,000 structures, homes, buildings, schools. And so it left a mess over there. Mm. And SBCV churches decided they wanted to help. And so um, we were the second team to go out. Our video team went with uh, the second team of volunteers to help. Um, and this trip, we flew into Kathmandu there in Nepal, and we ended up traveling four hours to get to this small little village on the side of a mountain. And boy, it was scary to get there. Mm. Um, but it was very humbling because every person that I met in Nepal, and you may know this, Brian, that their culture is basically when they say hello, they They'll, they'll clap their hands together and bow to say hello, um, which I thought was just an amazing way to welcome someone. Um, and um, so the people were beautiful, but I had the opportunity while I was there to witness to the chef. We had a chef that we paid to take care of the, the meals for the volunteers while they were serving. And I had the opportunity to share the, the love of Jesus Christ with the chef um, who, ha- who was newly married, had a young uh, child at home, and he had traveled miles just to do this job so he could provide for his family. And so the opportunity that I had, normally I'm behind the camera taking videos and pictures to be able to tell the stories when I get back home. But it's, it's just amazing when I have an opportunity for myself to share how good God has been to me, how he has saved me from my sins, and that, um, he was, he, that God sent me there to share this story with this chef. Uh, that uh, there's a God who loves them. Um, in, in a country that, that has statues of, of Buddha and, and Hinduism is very prevalent there in the country, um, Christianity is very, very low on the spectrum there in Nepal. And so I knew I was up against uh, a, a big battle, a spiritual battle, to, to share this love of Christ with him. Um, he didn't make a decision that day, but uh, who knows what God used uh, that opportunity to share the love of Christ with him. And I pray that, that he does know uh, Jesus the way I know him and the way you know him, Brian. Amen. Amen. That is a great story and a great reminder 
that uh, God can confront us and will with the good news of the gospel, whether it is with a family member in the same house that we live, or whether it's sending the media director from the other side of the world to share the good news <laughs> of God's love yeah. for us. Um, what a great reminder also for all of us, whether we're overseas or right here at home, to bear witness for our Lord and Savior every day. Ishmael, thank you so much for being a part of our episode today. Love and respect to you and to Brandon, to all of our friends at IFR. Love you, Brian, and First Ronig. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, and dear friend, thank you for listening to another episode of Star City. Our special guest today has been Ishmael Labiosa. I'm Brian Smith. And if you enjoy today's program, then please invite someone else to join us next week for another encouraging story about life, family, work, and faith. And friends, don't forget to remember that you can live today and every day by His grace and for His glory.